Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tully. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Garrett K. Garrett Jones. K. Jones. There we go. How's it going, John? It is going great. Uh, watch some good. I've been watching some good Star Wars recently, and we're here to talk about some good Star Wars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 3. Uh, I don't know how oh. you felt about this, but I thought it was probably one of the best episodes of the series so far. It was amazing. And I made a mistake in the uh, the description. I said Episode 2. I forgot that the uh, the first the first uh, was a was technically two episodes. They just released them back to back. I yeah. forgot about that. Anyway. We can change we can, that. We post. can tweak that in post. That's right. <laughs> like we have post editing in this show. Yes. All right. So, um, the, yeah, the episode was was really, really good. This was a um, so you know going in. Spoiler alert: We're going to be talking about the episode and things we like, mm-hmm. things we thought could have been done better. But ultimately, uh, this was a this was a. Um, crosshairs centered episode yeah well let's uh, let's let's go over the title the solitary yeah, clone the solitary clone I, and that's the thing is i like i i felt like the title was kind of a misnomer like mm. i wasn't i was anticipating uh you, when you hear that term solitary you think that this is a character who's going to be by themselves the majority of the time i and, think he and i think he is it but it's not physically that he's by himself like you can see like the, the the scene where he's in his quarters, it almost seems like he's in like a solitary cell, like he's in solitary confinement. The fact that none of the other clones really want anything to do with him. That is true. It's it's more he's more isolated. You know, yes, he's surrounded by others, but he's he's still alone. You know, the whole thing you can be in a crowd of people but still be alone. Yeah, that's what Crosshair is in right now. That's very true. I didn't think about it in that regard, but and I guess that kind of helps. You know kind of get rid of some of my my issues with the title but regardless the title i mean it's it's really good because like i said it's a crosshair centered um episode and it gives us a little bit more insight into his personality mm-hmm. and the way that he operates and what's going on with him while the rest of the bad batch are off having adventures and getting yeah. into trouble yeah yeah now, I do have one question, and this is more of a semantics question. Mm-hmm. You know, they said he did on that platform for 30 days. How was he surviving? What was he eating? What was he drinking? I mean, it looked like it was just one singular platform. Uh, and he didn't look like he had any weapons with him. Like, it looked like they like they took everything. So, I mean, That's I know he was talking. Question. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is this something we're just supposed to be, you know, Jedi mind trick? Do not think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's a survivor, so he's he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna figure out a way. He's gonna, uh, of course. I mean, sure. I mean, you know, he's not gonna be drinking any of the water coming out of the ocean because it's all salty. But the water coming yeah. from the sky, well, we're assuming I, it's salty. Well, yeah, but I mean, the water coming. I mean, from it the could sky it could be. be I mean, water. it could for all for all we know be a freshwater ocean. But yeah, still, it's still gonna be. You know, not necessarily, you know, anyway, 
Yeah, as far as figure out a way to do it. As far yeah. as food, that uh, I mean, I'm sure he probably had some rations in his in his belt or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, a fairly a fairly thin, fairly slender character, um, probably more so than some of the other characters in the Bad Batch, with the exception of of uh, Echo, who mm-hmm. you know he's still you know building back muscle after being emaciated and tortured and all that. So it's entirely possible that what we what we yeah. see of of crosshairs in this episode is him. He's still trying to get back into being fighting fit because he, he just gets cleared yeah. for for active duty in mm-hmm. this episode. Now I did find it interesting. We we kind of hit on this earlier. The way the other clones treat him, mm-hmm. you know, and we saw that a little bit in the bad in you know the first episode, you know, first season. You know, the first couple episodes where they're back on Camino. And, but this seemed different to me. This seemed almost like, like, yeah, like, even though they, they, the, the rest of the clones might view the bad batches, traitors, and, you know, people that need to be taken, taken into justice or what have you, mm-hmm. almost like they, they view Crosshair as, like yeah, but you still betrayed your brothers. I like, I, I kind of see that, and yeah, like like yes, we don't like you know yes what the bad you know what what these guys did you know we need to you know but they're still your brothers you still turned on your brothers it's kind of like you know you you know the way you know if you look in history the way like um who was the who was the American traitor um, uh, Benedict Arnold, Arnold was treated in Great Britain like yes he helped the British but still. He was he still a traitor. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and and I there is a ton of that in there, and I think uh, the fact that he gets assigned to work with Commander Cody mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who are fans of that's Clone another Wars. one I want to talk about. I want to talk about is is Cody, and I mean it was <laughs> we I'd heard rumors that Cody was going to become appearing, but just mm-hmm. to see him again was so cool. Yeah, it know. was. It was, and what I thought was really neat is that uh, as they're doing their job. And, uh, you know, the, as they're, one of their conversations that between, uh, between Cody and Crosshairs is that they're talking about what they've had to do and, uh, you know, some of their, their uh, what has happened with Order 66. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cody makes the statement of good soldiers follow orders, which is the, which, you know, is the mantra that was kicking in when all the other clones were going haywire and, and going after the Jedi. It was what uh, Crosshairs kept muttering during most of of uh, season one. Good soldiers uh, follow orders. It was what was happening when, when uh, Echo and some of the other clones discovered the, the chips inside their heads. Um, yeah. And so they're trying, to, and so there's that, that echo of this, of everything happening and, um, and I think there's some some traumatic stress that is building up between them. But when they're talking about what happened with, uh, you know, Clone Force 99, um, you know, Cody, I think there's like this this moment where Cody kind of just remembers he turned on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Kenobi mm-hmm. was his friend. Mm-hmm. I think he's dealing with some of that. Now, do you like that idea? Because I, I went back and forth about you know, Cody, the, the Cody uh, kind of, you know, to use to use a uh, an old wrestling term, the face turn, to him turning into more of a good guy, 
other than, you know, instead of him just, you know, remaining loyal to the Empire of him, because it seems like that's what they're doing with all the named clones is eventually they're all going to be turning and, you know, either getting the chip removed or, you know, turning on the Empire and going AWOL. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see because, I mean, Cody obviously is showing some signs that he has regrets of what has taken place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, clearly he was programmed and doesn't realize that. But at the same time, he is, I think he is under, he's uh, recognizing that he participated in something that uh, may not have been the right thing to do. While mm-hmm. good soldiers do follow orders, good officers know when to follow the orders mm-hmm. and know when not to. Yeah, because they may not be good orders. Um, And so I think that we're seeing some of that in uh, Cody's persona. But then we get to the end of the episode and uh, there's an opportunity to end things peacefully. And Mm -hmm. the uh, the imperial governor that is held hostage, you know, he's ordering Cody to shoot the the former governor. And Cody's hesitating because he doesn't want to kill anybody. He wants to just end this yeah. peacefully. Yeah. And Crosshair, he's just so bitter, so angry. And he's just so, he, you know, his job, all, the only thing he's been designed to do is to kill people from a distance and be emotionally disconnected from mm-hmm. the whole thing. And so mm-hmm. without even missing a beat, he shoots her. And that completely floored yeah. Cody. Which that, I mean, what you just said makes it more understandable why he would be the one to not necessarily not be able to fight off order 66, but to be the one to be okay with what was going on of all the bad batch members. He was the, he would be the one that would be the most, you know, most likely to remain loyal to the, to the empire because Mm -hmm. he has that detachment because he's so emote, you know, because of his job being a sniper, he's Mm -hmm. so emotionally detached. He's so, you know, he was always the one that was the, that was the furthest away from all of the other other members of Clone Force ninety nine. Yeah, like, he really had no no sense of brotherhood. I mean, he was he called them brothers, but it was almost like like um, an empty hollow gesture because yeah. he because the emotional detachment was was in, was too far yeah. In, embedded. Yeah, because in any battle he'd be way far away, while the rest of them were. Um, it was cool watching them use the uh, the little little uh, the pucks the pucks. Oh, that was so oh cool! Oh my gosh, that was so uh, neat. That was my at first. I'm like, at first, I'm like, is he is he using them for what is he going to use that for? And then I saw him shooting off the thing. I'm like, oh, that is so cool! Oh, oh. Actually, I want that in live action. I don't know how Dave Filoni figure how to do that in live action. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. The, the sequence with the tank though was just spectacular like he's sitting there getting their attention and all he does is wait to sight down the barrel and blow him up Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it was so good so yeah 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 um so good so well let's talk about i mean the whole the whole plot of the the empire coming into this basically like all right you're all right governor you, you had a nice run but Here's your retirement package. We're taking over. Yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting because, like, I on the one hand, I get why 
you know, this separatist planet was like, yeah, we don't want to have anything to do with you. We have made our peace. We understand the war is over. We don't, you know, the whole point is we don't want to be overseen by you. And they're not given a choice. Um, And which is interesting because like you have, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of systems in star Wars that were separatist in that they separated from the, uh, from the, uh, the galactic Republic, but they never Mm -hmm. chose a side in the battle. Yeah. Uh, they they tried to stay as as neutral as they possibly could. They recognized the need for fighting for that freedom, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to fight. They just wanted to be left alone. They wanted to be isolationist, what what have you. And the war ended up coming to them anyway, whether it was Dooku and his separatist forces or the the Republic showing up with their forces. At some point, they got caught in the middle, um, yeah. or you just had neutral systems in general that were caught like that. Yeah. And now all these systems that were considered separatist or even considered neutral battlegrounds are now being taken over by this empire that does not understand no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was, yeah, it was, it was really, and it was interesting her saying Dooku was right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dooku. I mean, and, and he was, yeah, yeah, he might have had ulterior motives, but he was. He was right about what was what would happen. Yeah, and and that's the sad thing is that you know you go back and you look. You know, it's been God, it's been twenty years since Episode Two came out, and mm-hmm. you know when when I I remember watching that in the theaters and being like, Dooku's the bad guy. He's not right. There, there. I mean, you know he, he's right because you, we've seen the original trilogy and we know how bad it gets with the Empire. But listening to him be be talking about it as if he's so knowledgeable, it's like, dude. You're part of the problem. Yeah. You're the one who's helping create this. You're the bad guy. And really, it's yeah, he was a bad guy. That I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mince words about that, mm-hmm. but he had some he had some redeeming qualities because he actually did what want what was best for these these systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, but Yeah. Um, now, what did you think of the the character of the governor, the governoress or governor? Um, yeah, I... she seemed... Go ahead. I, I think. I mean, I think there's a reason why you did. You know, there was a lot of real depth into her because she was a character that was, you know, at the end expendable. Yeah, she was there to kind of get everyone at the at that point, you know, to get Crosshair and Cody there, um, and to get them on that planet to, for the mission. You know, I don't want to say it was she was a MacGuffin, but she was a plot device. She well, she was, and there wasn't a whole lot of characterization there. But what I think and, is done well is that even as a as a kind of a secondary character she wasn't even the she wasn't even the primary antagonist the antagonist is still very much the empire but they they use her as a foil the only reason Mm -hmm. why she's resorting to any of these violent actions whether it's taking someone hostage or blowing up you know uh an a supposed diplomatic ship which is not Mm -hmm. diplomatic at all uh (laughs) it's uh 
uh, you know, the whole point and purpose was to uh, be a, a foil for for the Empire and to kind of give Cody and Crosshairs something yeah. to reflect on. Yeah, yeah. Do they want um, to on just a personal them? note? It was it was fun to see the battle droids again. Yes, it was so cool to see here, Roger, Roger. And even yeah. to see the uh, the um, uh, the one droids, the uh, the tactical droid. Oh, oh, the assassin droids. Yeah. Well, Those no, guys, no, the tactical, the tactical droid, the one that was controlling the whole battle. Oh yes, yes, I forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and how and how that whole worked. You had one tactical droid that would control the whole battle, and then, but yes, the assassin droids. Oh, um, and I I thought it was really cool how they blew up that one uh, destroyer. The des the destroyer, the droid, the, the, the droid decays. Where the, oh, uh, yeah. the one they... the one B one battle droid fell through the shields. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That is cool. That was clever. And using the popper, using the poppers to roll under the, you know, to try to get under the shield, and remembering from Clone Wars yeah. how they had to treat train the Saul Guerrero's partisans to roll. You know, you had to roll them a certain. You couldn't roll them too fast, or otherwise they just bounced off. You had to roll them slowly, and yeah, that was really cool seeing all that. Yeah. And um what oh go ahead i was gonna say just the 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 battle tactics that were used were were brilliant mm -hmm. uh, i thought it was really really cool yeah one thing i found interesting and you're, you're starting to see the dehumanization of of these soldiers under the empire even more you know you know during the clone wars you know they gave themselves names and the and the the commanding officers referred to them by those names right. um you know, and now they're going back to designations. Oh, when and here you hear them say, you know, CM24, yeah, TK. Um, and you're seeing the difference. You can see the difference between the clone, the clone troopers, and the new, the new TK troopers. Yes, there's there's definitely a, a lot of the dehumanization. In fact, um, the the commander, which I think is the same commander from the end of episode two, um, mm -hmm. the one who kills. Uh, Oh, the vice admiral. Yeah, the vice admiral. I yeah, think it's the same admiral. guy. I, I, I could be. Yeah, honest. it is. It is. Um, but you know, even he refer he doesn't refer to crosshairs by his name. He refers to him as his designation. Yes. And not even, not even, not even a rank. Yeah. Doesn't have not a rank. Because, just a designation. Yeah. He says, "Oh, you know, oh, you're fit for duty. Okay, good. Here's your new assignment." Doesn't yeah. even give him a, a chance to to you know. He doesn't even ask, "Hey, how are you doing?" How, what's what's yeah. going on inside your head? You know, what's going on, you know, how are you physically feeling? How are you emotionally feeling? And and just complete dehumanization. Because he life. doesn't care. Yeah. For one, you know, he he understands that clones are being phased out. So what does he care if the clone, if one clone dies? You know, there's oh, a whole yeah. galaxy of people that can be. That's the other thing they talked about that they were talking about their uh um, uh, there's a conversation when he's going in the mess hall. They're talking about there's a uh, almost a subscription, um, but they're um, they're talking about a, basically a draft. Yeah, and uh, about you know yeah, the clones the knew clones knew there was no draft before because you know they just created yeah. more clones. And I wouldn't even call it a draft. It's basically what 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 it would be is. You know, every 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 able-bodied man between this age and this age 
you're That's going it. to be serving in the Imperial Army. Imperial... It, it's going to be a true conscription. There's not going to be yeah, any conscription. Choice. That's the word. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, a conscription. Yeah. And even then, some of those stormtroopers were kids, um, just like what we saw with Finn, where they were taken in as kids. And they well, were that that was the way I understood that. That was something that had just started to happen under the the first order. If like, we're sticking with canon, yes. But if if we go back and we look at you know the expanded literature, that yeah. was something that the Empire did. It wasn't as as widely known or maybe talked about, but um the it's you know military forces whether they're they're rogue insurgent forces or or you know full functioning militaries they will it's easier for them to indoctrinate younger people um and so like mm -hmm. not to jump uh franchises but you look at the halo franchise um uh, and master chief 117 all of the spartans in his in his program that he was a part of they were all abducted at the age of six replaced with clones and and these kids were trained from ages six through like 14 or 15 uh to be military strategists and you know special forces soldiers yeah. before they even got any kind of superhuman augmentation right. um and so it's it's you know kind of one of those things that gets talked about a lot in, in science fiction because it's something that could happen in real life not the necessarily the superhuman thing but the just the conscription at a young age yeah 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 yeah. Um, I mean, was there anything that you that you didn't that maybe caused you pause or not that you necessarily didn't like, but you're just kind of like, eh. I don't know. This the you episode know, was really differently, or the episode was really solidly written, and I and that's one of the things I really appreciate about it. I, I think my only my my major beef, and you kind of helped me work through that. My major beef was the was the title of the episode. Yeah, simply yeah. because it just felt out of place. Um, yeah, yeah. But well, and I mean, even going back to that, I can see it as you know, you can look at that different different ways. You can look at that as the clones, the clones themselves are starting to. You see more and more clones starting to question, starting to feel alone. You know, now that the, you know, the they're being replaced. You know, Cody in his in his own way is now a solitary. Yeah. Yeah, there. Oh, yeah. There's know, definitely multiple meanings. After going AWOL. Yeah, well, the clones themselves are. Um, yeah, yeah. There's so many ways you can look at that title. Sorry, is my daughter. No worries. She's picking in. Um, yeah. So, what about I mean, you? Was there something that you didn't care for? Not, not really. I mean, this was a, this was a really really solid episode i thought it was a i thought it was a good choice not to show any of the rest of the crew uh right. any of the bad batch themselves i thought that was you know i was half expecting at the end to show like you know almost like a, a scene at the end with the bad what the bad batch is doing but i'm mm -hmm. glad they just left it you know no no members of the bat you know this caught us up on crosshair this was and caught us up with the rest of the galaxy. What's going on with the rest of the galaxy? I'm liking the fact that we're not seeing, you know, I don't want to say modern Star Wars ships, but the Star Wars ships for that we know from the classic Star Wars. We're not seeing TIE fighters yet. We're not seeing Imperial class Star Destroyers yet. Yeah, um, they're still they're still in process. They're still using a lot of ships 
from the Clone Wars. Yeah, they're still being made. Yeah, yeah, because it's so close, so, you know, you know, it's still so close, so short of a time after Order 66 has gone down that, you know, these things are still being, and I'm excited to see, you know, when we do start to see them, you know, will we start to see, will we see the, the implement of the, of the TIE fighter? Um, will we get, you know, name drops of like senior fleet systems and quad drive yards and, you know, hearing about, you know, I don't think it'd be cool. And even just, just here, it's like, yes, quad drive yards is building a new, a new, uh, start, a start, new, uh, battle cruiser. That's going to be twice the size of the Venator class. You know, yeah, all this it, stuff. It'll, and, it'll really be cool to see how um, how things go into play. Um, because I, I think one of the things that the series does well is it kind of expands that gap between the end of the Republic era and the start of the of the Imperial era. Because it wasn't yeah. like this, this clean cut. There. There are things that I mean that are still going into place. Things that are going to be uh, in process up until because I mean the 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 empire only lasts for what 20, 25 years tops. Yeah, um, and it I mean that's a relatively short time for for an imperial reign um, after you know thousands of years of of the republic. The, the republic, yes. So yes. it will be so, interesting to see how how things develop politically and and culturally and mm-hmm. historically. So before we wrap up, a couple I just wanted to, you know as we kind of get into the season, um, a couple of questions that I, I you know you think what you think. Do you want to see main line characters show up in Bad Batch? What I mean by that is like. Vader or Obi-Wan or these characters that are still out there, but yet we have not seen yet. Uh, we, we've seen Tarkin first season. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think I'd rather be surprised and I don't have a problem with using mainline characters, um, spe- especially if they're written in and they have a, an actual purpose. They're not just there for nostalgia bait. They're not just there for um, just for, you know, a visual vibe i want i i want them there to actually serve a purpose with the episode yeah. and, and, that, yeah. and the story contained within those 30 minutes um but i'm i'd be i would be just as okay if they didn't show up uh, mm-hmm. because i like the idea that we're focused solely on this group of soldiers that are they're trying to figure out everything in this new this new world that they ex- exist in Everything has changed so drastically. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I mean, especially with a character like Vader, I think it does more justice if you just if you just hear whispers about him at yeah. this point. Like, oh, absolutely. You, know, you hear you hear, you know, maybe maybe an episode with crosshair, you hear a you know you hear whispering about a new Imperial agent that's that's you know out doing something. Or you know, you just hear some little whisper, you know, in some far off land about this new this new monster that's out that work is Imperial monster that they have. The the only way that I, I would be totally cool with having Vader pop into an episode as much as I love Vader and I do yeah. would be if it's an episode with Crosshair, he's on a mission with Cody's 
deployment and they come across Vader and Vader recognizes Cody and kills him mm. because he's, he's cutting off parts of his old life. Yes. That would be an impressive scene because what if Cody recognizes him just simply by watching his fighting stuff? Well, well, I don't know because Cody went AWOL. So it, you know, Cody, Cody went AWOL. Oh, that's true. He did. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Vader and Crosshairs are sent to go capture him. Mm -hmm. That would be a fun episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I, I think that was a good time as any to kind of wrap things up here. Yeah. We got about uh, yeah. Uh, why don't you, well, Garrett, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at? Okay. Sounds good. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at GKJ underscore publishing. Uh, I'm on there posting all sorts of, of cool stuff, um, stuff for my new book. My new book actually comes out on February the 3rd. Uh, that's in a little over two weeks from now. Um, and so uh, the book is called The Mantle of the Fatherless and picks up 20 years after the uh, span of time uh, of covering my other four books. Uh, you can also connect with me on YouTube. I have a channel there, GKJ Publishing. The show is called The Right Way, where we do uh, author interviews, book recommendations, and creative writing tips. The tips this, this season are focused on world building, and we're doing that through the lens of Avatar The Last Airbender. Awesome. Awesome. As for us right here, of course, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us, warofthestars1 at gmail.com. Uh, that is one of the best ways to get a hold of us. Also, our Twitter page our, uh, is the same handle at War of the Stars One. Uh, Facebook, just search War of the Stars. And there's also our Instagram. Um, you can check us out there. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars or to our Spreadshirt shop, spreadshirt.com forward slash shop forward slash war dash of dash the dash stars dash but uh also also uh we are go to our youtube page uh remember to like and subscribe there as uh, at war the stars 9510 or just search for the stars a star wars podcast it should top up um like and subscribe and i want to give a quick thank you to everyone who uh Checked out me and my daughter's new pot, new show, Star Wars Through the Eyes of a Child. Uh, 205 views as of right now. This That is awesome for a show that had virtually no promotion to it whatsoever coming out. Um, that is really cool. She is super excited about that and cannot wait to get the next edition out. We're going to be recording it actually pretty much right after we get done with this. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to bring her in and we're going to record. We're going to be talking about the Clone Wars movie, uh, which we just finished watching. Uh, so she is super excited about that. So, guys, thank you so much for that. Um, and I, oh, and oh, remember to check out if you're not able to check us out on YouTube and you want to listen to us in the car, we are available wherever fine podcasts are heard. Just search again, search War of the Stars, uh, Star Wars podcast, and you should be able to find us. With that being said, remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This is the way.